So, you really want to know what women do, say and think the way that we do, huh? Well, fasten your seatbelts and let's get... She says what? Started with your host, Alan Newman Jr. Good evening. Happy Wednesday. How's everybody doing? Welcome to She Said What? And you know who it is. It's your host, Alan Newman Jr. Looking forward to what we have in store today. Um, I have a good uh, host. At, uh, my guest actually is from the UK. So before we get started, if you are a business owner or entrepreneur looking for the right network to air your services or products, I have just the place for you. Send your inquiry to ads at he said what network.com and we'll hook you hook you up and tell our global listeners all about what you have to offer. Um, now for without further ado, I'd like to introduce my special guest, Joy Buchanan, as on today we'll be speaking on dating first date factors. Also, for those who are listening and you want to sit there and call in with a question or comment, you know how we do dial five one five. 602-9647, and if you have a question, press the number one, or if you are listening, streaming online at the He Said What Network, type in your question or comment, and we'll read them across the air. Um, without further ado, Joy, how is it going? It is a pleasure to have you on She Said What. Hi there. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited as well. It is a pleasure to have you on here, um, especially with this um, topic that we're talking on uh, today, which I, I know this is definitely up your alley when it comes to talking about dating. As we look at the first first date factor, you know how that works out. You've been probably talking for a couple of days or weeks, and you finally decide that you want to meet up for your first date, and you know you got the butterflies going on, and you're not sure how it's going to go or what's going to be said. Um, you know, when it comes to first dates, there are plenty of thoughts that might run through the minds of um, men. Um, will she be attractive? Will she find me attractive? Um, will the conversations be good or not? Um, and sometimes a lot of people just like to kind of fake it like they know how it's going to go. Um, but for you, Joy, when it comes to a first date, let's say you've, you've been talking for a while and you're getting, getting ready to meet him for the first time, what is one of the initial things that pop up in your mind? Are you worried about um, looks-wise? Are you worried about what the conversation piece is going to be? Are you worried about the dialogue? What runs in your mind when you're first kind of mentally preparing yourself for the first date with the individual that you've been talking to? So I think there's something to note that because I'm from the U.K., if I use expressions that you're not familiar with, just stop me so that everyone understands. Okay. And number two, I think I really, I like to ask myself, what's the purpose of the date, right? So if the purpose of mm -hmm. the date is just to get a nice meal and to get some company, then I'm not worried about certain things, right? It's just literally, is he going to be cute and are we going to vibe? But if it is, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, ready for my husband to find me, then we need to be looking at, you know, is he going to treat me in a way that says he's going to be a good husband? How does he spend his money? Those are the kinds of things, you know, does he look good in those jeans? It's like, you know, can I wake up to that in 25 years? So it depends really on what I'm looking for. Just something quick and 
stimulating or something long term. Okay, okay. So then let's 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 break it down. Then let's say you're looking for something quick and stimulating. You're just talking. You're just shooting the breeze. Um, you're not really looking for a romantic vibe. You're just trying to fill them out. So then what are you looking for if it's just short, short and sweet? What are some factors you're looking in? I'm looking I'm looking at sapiosexual. I'm talking about somebody who can stimulate my mind. I'm talking about somebody who you go to dinner and you forget the menu because they're talking and it's so good that you feel so stimulated. You lean forward, mm-hmm. you're like, mm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody who's well read, someone who thinks mm-hmm. laterally. Those are the things that need to me. But I'm very sapiosexual. Okay, okay. So then, all right, let's say you do, on, you do go on this date and it starts off and let's say he's not giving off the vibe that kind of feed into the sapiosexual side of you. Like what, what do you think that date will entail of or what do you think you would do in regards to that date? Will you just kind of just take it mm, like monotone or will you at least try and engage to kind of see if he can kind of stimulate that sapiosexual side of you or you just – or are you just going to be like, you know what, I just don't think oh, this no. is it? Oh, no, I think um, I just, mm-hmm. I've left my house. I've put on clothes. I might even have put on makeup. Trust me, I'm going to try and engage with you. And if we've been talking for a while, I should kind of know what you're vibing with anyway. You know, but I think mm-hmm. the truth is, date is tough. And people are nervous, so you have to give them a little bit of leeway, you know? Mm-hmm. So be kind and gentle. And also, you know, so I once timed the date and I was unwell. Like I had a really big stomach ache and I, for some reason I couldn't get any alcohol. So I was grumpy. And the guy was, was just really sweet. He tried to like engage with me, even though like I wanted to bite his head off because I needed liquor and I couldn't get any. And, you know, and I remember that experience. And I was like, yeah, so the next time that I'm in a situation where somebody is not engaging, I'm going to try and be kind and gentle and, you know, just ask them about their interests. People want to be to be validated, right? Mm-hmm. So definitely pull, pull it out of them, engage with them. Remember, it's tough. Okay. It's tough dating, especially for the guys. True, true. Okay, so speaking of that, all right, so – you're going on your date. You know, I know the UK is, probably, is a little bit different when it comes to, like, dating compared to the U.S. One of the biggest challenges in the U.S. that a lot of women talk about is the fear of, I go on this date, and what if he's expecting us to go Dutch or split the bill or um, anything like that? With your experience, is that even something that you have to even consider? Because I know we've talked about this before. Um, and how dating is different in the UK. Have, have you ever found yourself having to be mm-hmm. like, yo, do I need to carry X amount of dollars for this date? Because he may not want to sit there. He may sit there and say, we're going Dutch. Or he may sit there and say, um, we're going to split the bill. Um, is that something that pops up in your mind? And if it does, how do you quell it? Or do you just roll it and say, you know what, I'm going to do this just to be safe? Because some people like to think of different scenarios to keep themselves prepared for the date. I mean, always, always make sure you have your own. It's just a safety issue. But you remember mm-hmm. we used to see those movies where women would reach into their purse, you know, kind of like squeeze their cleavage, reach into their purse and like pull out some money or pretend to. I think that's a good mm-hmm. trick. You can always tell what a guy is going to do. Let him take the lead. Hey, you want to pay? Hey, if not, I'm happy to split with you. But understand that then I think you see you as a friend as opposed to maybe someone who wants to date me. Because if you've asked me out, 
I'm thinking you should pay. And I think guys get it wrong that they think the first date has to be expensive. It doesn't. One of the best things I had in my life, we walked along the canal for free. We went to a museum for free. I felt intellectually stimulated, you know, like I'm, I'm practicing abstinence, but I almost like, you know, felt aroused enough to do something naughty. He spent no money. He stimulated <laughs> my mind for free. Okay, so then, so with... Or, or coffee, it's cheap. Okay, okay. So so for, for you, Stephanie, since you already made mention that you're sapiosexual, so that's the biggest biggest thing for you. So, so in regards to a date with you, it's not about how expensive the date can be or anything like that. It's, it's, for you, it's literally what you can do that can stimulate and make the date more impactful, basically. Exactly, exactly. And especially when you're in the stage of you want to find a husband, it's long-term also. So you kind of project like you're in a time machine. So you're in the present and enjoying, and then you're going in five years' time. Would that person annoy me? In 15 years' time, would that person annoy me? So, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty relaxed about dating, but I think you just have to come with basic things like hygiene, like, you know, brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. Is good. You're the closest person to your armpits. You must know when you snuff. You know, they're just basic things that I think people forget. Um, you know, I once had a guy and he planned a date straight after work and um, he smelled really musty. And I thought, you know, you could have scheduled it for an hour later and had a bath. I, I would have appreciated that. The world would have appreciated that, right? You know, so mm-hmm. it's little things that I think sometimes guys forget on a first date, which are so important. Hygiene being polite, well-mannered, you know. Pain okay, is a nice okay, okay. make it not expensive. Okay, I, I got that. I got that. Once again, guys, you're listening to She Said What. Um, I have my lovely guest from the U.K., Joy Buchanan. Um, if you have a question and you are listening in, you can uh, dial us at 515-602-9647 and press the number 1 if you have a question. Of course, if you're streaming on our He Said What Network, you can type in your question or comment, and we'll read it across the line. So, okay, Joy, so, and and you can let me, you, you can answer this or go into detail if you want or not, because we, we've talked, of course, you've been married before, and you're back into the single yeah. life. Compared to your first date with your ex-husband, and the way things are going now when it comes to a first date, what what are some of the approaches that you probably see that are different from how your ex-husband approached you and how other men approach you now? Because I know sometimes men, we can be, we can approach women different, especially when we find out, well, this person has been married and now they're divorced. So you know what, I may not, the stuff I may say to someone who's never been married, I may not say it to someone who's been married because she may already know the tricks and the schisms that we may do. So how how do men approach mm-hmm. you um, compared to before um, you had got married? To be honest, I think when we're, you know, as a divorcee, I'm older, and men don't come with the foolishness anymore. And maybe it might be my face. Maybe I have that face that says, don't bring your foolishness. But I find men today are really honest with me. I mean, so one guy actually told me, he said, I'm married. I have a wife, but you're too beautiful. I just want to date you. And he said, I respect your honesty. Um, 
I'm not going to date you. But even that to me was really honest. And I was like, thank you for your honesty. You know, just come correct. Tell me what you want. You know, I want to date you. Or some guys even say, I don't want to marry you. I just want to have sex. Great. Thank you for telling me. I'm not going to sleep with you, but at least I know where I stand. Whereas I think um, when I was younger, men were slightly more awkward, and they'd come with these lies that would just make you laugh, like, you know, stairway to heaven or, you know, those really corny lines. Whereas now I don't think they mm-hmm. come with that. They come correct with the honest, and it helps you to deal with it, right? If you tell me what you want, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what we can get. Okay. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so when it when it comes to it for first dates with you, honesty, pretty much honesty from the best, the uh, yeah, honesty from the beginning is the best policy dealing with you. Okay. Um, that, that, I feel like that. Why? Why lie? You'll be surprised. You, you know, you'll be surprised. Um, especially, and it's interesting because once again, uh, for those who are listening, Joy is from the UK, so. The way, and we've had many conversations, the way that we date here in the U.S. is definitely different from the way um, that they date at court in the U.K. Um, so, well, question, Joy, do you think having, um, one thing everyone talks about is when it comes to approaching your face. So do you think re- having a resting B face can turn a guy off or make her less approachable? Um, do you think that matters or not? It, of course it matters. Of course it matters. Because at the end of the day, people like people who smile more or seem more approachable and friendly. That's, of course it matters. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's not lie to ourselves. Think about your colleagues. Forget dating. Think about your office. You have a question that you need to ask someone. One person always smiles. The other person doesn't. Who are you going to ask? It's just a natural instinct. And also, let's face mm-hmm. it, I don't mean to say men are stupid, but... Sometimes it boils down to what they want ultimately. So if ultimately they want, quote, unquote, a wife type, they're thinking, oh, she smiles, she'll be a good mom. You know, I can come home to her and my house will be peaceful. So they're looking at that smile. So, yeah, of course they're okay. not. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, okay. And I just wanted so to tell you, what... even though I'm British, even mm-hmm. though I'm British, um, sometimes my perspective, because I've lived in six different countries, so sometimes my perspective isn't typical British. Just to kind of plug it in case any Brits are listening and going, that's not true about all of us. <laughs> okay, okay. No, that, that's, that's cool. You've always given a unique perspective when it, when it comes to dating, so mm-hmm. that's why this is definitely good. I feel like it's a good, good topic up your alley. Um, so, so then, Joy, we're talking about. I mean, I'm not trying to be talking about sex, Alan, but hey, you chose the topic. <laughs> well, speaking of sex, we're actually about to kind of touch on that a little bit. So, the first date is going amazing. Oh, this was um, this was foreplay. Okay, got it. <laughs> of course, of course, you know, we I have to take it slow with you. Um, so then, question. So the the date's going amazing. Um, let, let's say he's not feeding into your sapiosexual sexual side, but the, the sexual stimulation is there. Um, have you decided if he would have the option 
to sleep with you that night, or is it one of those you're still looking at the vibe? Because sometimes we as men, we think we're the ones that kind of finesse somebody into sleeping with us, and it's the opposite. She had made the decision before you even thought you was going to make it. I remember being in university and someone saying to me, that's my next ex-boyfriend. And I was like, what? So the guy that you're sleeping with tonight is different from the guy you're going to sleep with in two months time, and that's him, and then you're going to break up with him? And she looked at me like I asked her the dumbest question in the world. I couldn't conceive how she knew who she was going to sleep with in two months. But a lot of women do that. They definitely do that. I think we know. We really know if we're going to sleep with somebody or if we're feeling them. So for those of us practicing abstinence, we already know probably if we're going to kiss them, if we're going to enjoy it. You know, it's, it's in our minds already. And, of course, the other thing that I think as women we suffer with, there's this demeanor that says you cannot be overtly sexual. So even if you want to sleep with a guy and you're not, you don't have the constraints of Christianity and morality with you, even if you want to sleep with a guy, a lot of women will tell you they don't. I've had these conversations with women, and they're like, yeah, I want to sleep with him. I'm like, okay, so why don't you? If, if you know, you're not concerned by Christianity and you want to sleep with him, what's up? Oh, I can't sleep with him. He'll think I'm a threat. Well, but that's also societal pressure. So it might well be that she wants you guys, but um, she can't because society is constraining her. Okay, 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 okay. So then piggybacking off of that, um, Joy, what signs of sexual interest do women express when they know they want to give it up? Is it verbal, nonverbal? Does it vary? And matter of fact, you can use yourself for okay. example on that. I think it varies because every woman is different. I, I hate to sound like a bit of a geek, right? But you remember calculus when you learned it in school? Imagine mm-hmm. it's dx squared over dt squared. Two people are changing over time, even in the space of that date, right? So it's actually four different variables. So it depends on the woman. It depends on the vibe. It depends on how she's feeling. And also, it depends on our hormones, right? We are cyclic. So there are certain times of the month that we're just simply hornier than other times. So for me, for example, there are some times that I would just not go on a date because I might just become naughty. So I'm just going to stay away at those times, right? So it really depends. I think a lot of women like to be comfortable. So if a woman is laughing more, smiling more, she's probably more comfortable, which means that she's more able you know, to be sexually, to be sexual with you. And also, I think respect. If a guy comes with, I like alpha male. So if a guy comes with a certain mm-hmm. level of, I'm confident, I own my space. You know, especially as, you know, black men, a lot is going on in your space in the U.S. But despite what the world says, if you as a black man comes with that level of, yes, I am present, it is so attractive. So I think it's really about the guy's confidence that helps us to, as women go, yeah, I could probably do that. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Inter- interesting, interesting. Um, I'm kind of just taking everything in that you were saying on that. that. That's an interesting perspective, though, super interesting perspective. So, <clears throat> okay, so I'm, let's I'm, just I'm say. Girl. Interesting perspective. <laughs> You always have been, Joy. You definitely always have been. Um, <laughs> so, so 
with with these first first dates, um, what is the best way for for a man if they're approaching you? What is the best way for them to make an impression um, when it comes to should he pick you up? Um, should you just um, meet at a central location? Um, do you expect him to open up the doors? Do you expect him to let your chair out? Um, since, since you just mentioned that you do like an alpha male, do you expect him, like some women say they, they like a man who takes charge when they go on the date and like at, um, already know what they may want to drink and probably be able to tell the waitress what they uh, would want to eat off the menu. Um, is that something you look at? Um, or do you kind of want them to show the alpha male side of them in other areas of the date? So I'm I'm kind of amused, Alan, because um, I once went out with a guy and the Uber came and he opened the door for me because he, he was raised well by his mama. And I thought he clearly opened the door for himself. So I'm in my queue here, fasting around, opening the door for myself, right? And it wasn't until mm-hmm. we were in the restaurant that the guy said to me, and I said, did you open the door for me? And he said, of course. I was so embarrassed because even though I like and expect guys to do that, and so when he opened the door, he kind of turned away a little so that, you know, if I got in, like, he couldn't see me, um, you know, stumbling into the car. He was just being polite. And even though I expected and I like when guys do these things, I actually somehow don't expect it because a lot of men don't do these things anymore. They don't pull out chairs. They don't open doors. So when it happens, you're shocked and you don't react well. It took me literally, I think it took me an hour and a half into the musical. Oh, my goodness, you opened the door. Huh. And so that's why I'm very amused because we would like, I would like it, definitely. I do like men that are chivalrous. But then mm-hmm. we want men who are alpha males but not bullies. And that's, mm-hmm. that's something that's really, really difficult for a lot of people to understand. So mm-hmm. ask me what I'd like to drink. Don't just assume. Or if you want to be clever, say, hey, you like your usual port, you know, so show me that you know what I would like, but don't assume that you are always right. Because, again, I'm going to project mm. and go, well, maybe today I wanted a Coke instead of ports, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's that art of communication, and it's a tango. Show me you're interested. It's like we're playing, we're, play, we're dancing, right? So it's like mm-hmm. I'm dancing the tango, you're dancing the cha-cha-cha. It doesn't work very well. It's both lasting dancers, but we're not going to work very well. So we both have to be dancing the tango. So here's what you do. If you are dancing a different dancer, you take me by the hand and lead me to your dance. Okay. That, that makes sense. It is an, when you think about it, it is an intricate dance between two individuals. So that, that's actually a unique perspective. I'm, I'm not sure if my viewers have ever thought of that perspective, but that, that's actually an interesting perspective because it is an elaborate dance between two individuals, and if one individual is dancing one certain way, the other one's not at all. Um, once again, uh, to those who are viewing, um, sorry, for those who are tuning in streaming, you can call in at 515-602-9647. If you have a question or comment, you can press the number one. Also, for those who are streaming off of our He Said What Network, in the chat, just drop your question or comment, and we will read that 
over the line. Of course, my guest today is Joy Buchanan. Um, we are talking about dating, first date factors. Um, Joy is from the U.K., so she is definitely giving a different perspective compared to what you deal with every day in the U.S. Um, so, Joy, um, I want to kind of continue, piggy, stay on the alpha male part that you're talking about. So have you mm-hmm. ever had a date where you dealt with somebody on the first date and you knew right then and there they, they weren't an alpha um, and was the date a struggle? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because you see true alpha males know who they are. You know, it's maybe to just define what an alpha male is. We're not talking about, again, a bully or somebody who shouts. It's somebody who exudes a certain confidence, you know, and they are, the, in my opinion, the best people to date. So when guys aren't confident, it's definitely problematic. So I have a good career, and some men have told me that I'm intimidating. So it's happened that, you know, you sit down, we're talking, and they ask me something about my job. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, I, I went to Angola to work. Oh, you, one guy said, oh, you must make big money. And he, when he said that, he just kind of literally, have you ever seen a turtle? It's like his shoulders just hunched, and he went into a shell. And I said, you asked me what I did last weekend, and I told you I was in Angola working. It wasn't about making me feel bad. It was just a conversation. And he literally, and the, the rest of the date was a real struggle, definitely. Um, I also want to say to the guy who um, I tried not to make it a very expensive date. In the UK, museums are free. So we arranged to meet at a museum would have cost him no money. My guy decided he wanted dinner at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, etiquette is important, right? Lunchtime date between mm-hmm. tw- like 11 and 2, you may have to pay. Dinner between 5 and 7, you may have to pay. 3 o'clock, you can get away without paying. But no, my guy decided a 3 o'clock date, he wanted to um, go and get something to eat. And this is one of the most expensive areas of London. So every restaurant you pass, he goes, nah, man. People don't be paying money for that, man. And it was so embarrassing. And I just thought, well, why are you doing this to yourself? You should have eaten before you came. And so the whole thing, you know, when he did that in the first 10 minutes, the whole date was a complete nightmare. I could probably write a book about that date. It was so bad. Oh, wow. I can, I can imagine, Joy. Actually, I, we have someone who's um, streaming. They just asked a question uh, for you. Have you ever had a date? where you thought it was good and the guy ended up ghosting you? Um, not ghosting me per se. So I, I, maybe because I'm a coach, I really am big on feedback. So before the date ends, I often go, so how do you think that went? I mean, do, do we think we're going to do this again? You know, because I want to know. I'm, I'm a very straightforward person. You probably guess. So no, but I've had guys say, you know, it was nice hanging out with you, but um, no thank you for anything further. In fact, I have a guy who we remain really good friends. He actually said to me after dating the, fir- the third time, he said, I see you as a wife, just not my wife. You know, so it has happened to me definitely where people have gone, you seem cool. You seem like a great friend, but definitely I don't want a relationship with you. It's tough, okay. but I think okay. it's nicer to hear it quickly. So, so, and I don't want to sound like to everyone that I'm projecting, so would you say maybe the ghosting thing is more maybe American-made? 
because um, maybe we feel like we can't be forthcoming if we don't think we want to date somebody or if it's going to work? I think Americans are so interested. On one hand, you guys are loud and vibrant, and you're like, oh, no, she didn't, you know, kind of very dramatic. And on the other hand, you're right. I think people avoid a lot when I listen to some of my American friends. I'm like, why don't you just say, I don't want to be with you? And that way the people can get feedback, you know, and at least share what they don't like. So, yeah, I do think it may be more of an American thing, definitely. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I mean, hearing hearing these stories, I I can believe that because I I think the odds of someone flat out saying, "Hey, how did you think about the date?" Um, here will be more worried about some people saying not want to hurt the person's feelings, not want to sound like they're being mean. But um, honesty is the best policy. That, that's kind of how you started off to begin with, um, in the first place. So. Okay, so you've never, have you ever had an experience then for you where you knew that date wasn't going anywhere and at the end of the night you flat out just told them like, hey, this is how I feel about the date. I enjoyed the interaction, but I think this is as far as it's going. Okay, and how how did that go? Absolutely. I mean, he he wasn't surprised. This was actually the same guy that the 3 o'clock in the afternoon date um, we we spent an hour and a half walking to find a restaurant suitable where he wanted to eat. In the end, we had lunch at KFC. Now, there's nothing wrong with KFC. I just don't particularly <laughs> like it. So to make me walk uh-huh. for an hour and a half, yeah, I, I was already irate. And then we went back to the museum, which we only had half an hour to view, because we'd spent an hour and a half walking. He came back to the museum, and a young lady bounced into him. Um, you know, I think she was just being clumsy. And he physically pushed her and said, you didn't apologize. I was like, yeah, no. So at the end of the night, I said, well, you know, this, we're not going to do this again. Um, just on so many levels, there's so many things wrong. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Nope. My God. Peace. Okay, okay, okay. So um, I can I can imagine how that would make the debate that make the date go left. Um, let's see. So once again, An for those who are listening, to... I'm sorry, Joy. I you broke up. No, I was I was saying I was I was reliving to retell to retell it to relive an hour and a half of walking to somebody should find a KFC. <sighs> Ah, got you, got you, got you. Okay, okay, hold that thought for me, Joy. We're going to go to a quick break um, here on She Said What, and then we will be back online so we can continue this talk on dating uh, first date factors with my guest, Joy Buchanan, um, for the U.K., so we'll see you in a few. Hey, this is Rob Wells. I am the host of Your Purposeful Purpose podcast. I am a transformational speaker and coach. And let's not forget serial entrepreneur. I help people live life with purpose, on purpose, by becoming the master designer of their lives. I want you to understand transformation because I went through a huge transformation myself after losing 150 pounds, teaching myself how to read and write at the age of 23 with a fifth grade education. I help people go through their own transformation, identify that purpose, identify that dream and break through 
every single roadblock in their way. You can get in touch with me by going to PurposefulPurpose.com. I can't wait to talk to you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, for those who listened to He Said What, um, who you heard on that commercial was a guest that Bree has, Rob Wells, who was a guest on yesterday. Um, and he had an amazing take. If you didn't give a, get a chance to listen in, you can go on the He Said What Network um, dot com to replay yesterday's He Said What. Um, and their topic as well was communication first date factors. Um, once again, we're back for She Said What. Um, and today's topic is uh, dating first date factors with my guest, Joy Buchanan. So, Joy, we've talked about the alpha males. We've talked about what you expect. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. in regards to a person kind of going towards what fits your persona in the date. So let's say mm-hmm. the first date, it was a, it was a success. Um, mm-hmm. when, when do you look at possibility of saying, you know what, I may, I may want to make this um, a long-term endeavor. Um, do you drop hints about that? Um, do you allow him to be the one to talk about it? I know everyone looks at it differently. Um, but before you answer that, for our um, listeners, you can dial in at 515-602-9647. Press the number 1 if you have a question. So you can dial in to 515-602-9647. Press the number 1 if you have a question. If you are on our live streaming on He Said What Network, Type in your question in your comment, and we will read it over the line as well. Okay, Joy. So, um, like I was saying, the date went well. You're you're contemplating the second date, or you might be to the point where you're like, you know what? I may not want to miss this chance with this individual. Do you say anything to him, or since you already said you prefer more of an alpha male, will you just have him have to make that step on probably wanting to make it official? Or like, hey, you know what, I, I think I just want to kind of get to know you more. So, Alan, before we continue, can I ask you how you think this is going? Are, are we doing this okay? You're doing amazing. You are doing amazing. No it's worries. Amazing. You are doing amazing. Okay. <laughs> so do you see what I just did there? I just asked you, mm-hmm. you affirmed it was very effortless. I didn't have to kind of, you know, make it really obvious. I just said, hey, and you just affirmed that I was amazing, which is true, by the way. But, uh, you know, I think sometimes we forget that there's subtle ways of doing things. So you can ask without asking. And that's our skill as women. It's actually a superpower. So you can, I would literally go, you know what, I really enjoyed this. You know, hmm, I'm free on, I'm free next week sometime, you know. I'm probably not going to ask you out on a second date because I think, you know, in my opinion, men like to lead, so it's important to help them feel like that. I always hear that expression, the other head, we're the neck. We can turn them, but they still feel like the head, right? So it's important mm-hmm. to let them believe that they're leading in this way. So, you know, say, hey, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, free, so I'm, free, I'm free next Wednesday. Yeah, you know. And, of course, I, I really accept that there are some men who don't want a long-term future with me, so also understanding that they may not want a second date with you and going, mm-hmm. giving them that space, like, hey, I'm free. And they might say, good for you. 
like, you know, that I am not free to, like, date you. So, again, with me, I'm really simple, just honest, like, say what's up. But I think one thing is okay. really important, and I think a lot of us do it. We don't, we stay in the dating phase and the talking phase for way too long. Like, you should not be dating for eight months, you know, like, or talking for eight months without exclusivity, you know, and or having that conversation because men and women see this so differently. So many girlfriends have cried on my shoulder going, my boyfriend cheated on me. I'm going, but he's not really your boyfriend, right? He, you never had that conversation. So he's out there, like, doing a Monday morning, a Tuesday afternoon with different people. But you didn't define it. So he's not really at fault here because you made up a relationship in your head. You are not Walt Disney. You cannot create magic. It doesn't happen. True, true, true. Okay, I, I get that. I get that. So then, Joy, have you ever felt indirectly forced to answer something that you wasn't ready um, to answer yet? Have you met me? <laughs> oh, I've met you, so I, I know it's not an issue for you. But <laughs> exactly. let's, let's, let's appease our, view, our listeners, and I'm going to act like I don't know the answer. Okay, right. So the answer is I've never, I've never been in a situation. Is that true? Ooh, no, 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 no. Once somebody asked me something overtly sexual, and it was over mm-hmm. dinner, and it just felt really uncomfortable. So we're at dinner. It's nice, you know, really lovely place, and it's in London. And he said, "Do you believe in golden showers?" And I was like, "What?" Well. <laughs> I, I, I really, I did, I did feel uncomfortable. I will hold my hands up. That's the only time it's ever happened to me. But I, I was, um, I was very shocked, and I wanted to know what I had done that made him think this was an appropriate question. I get being open about sex and you know being understanding about sexual boundaries, but over dinner, it's mostly. And I was drinking white wine. I remember looking. Anyway, if you don't know what a golden shower is, Google, because we're not going to tell you on this program. But <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the listeners know exactly what that is. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, to be honest, when I was in my 20s, I did not know what it was at all, um, you know, until, like, later on in my life. And I was like, a golden, oh, oh, and my wife wine just didn't taste so sweet after that. No, sir. But, yeah, so that, that one time it did happen. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, I should have had red And and this this is actually kind of um, continuation into that. Um, Not counting that particular instance, um, but is there a such thing as divulging too much information? Now, I know with that, that was a lot. But normally in a healthy conversation or date, is there a time that you're, is there ever a time where it's too much information that you're giving to the other party? Absolutely. Intimate details about why you broke up with your ex, not a first date topic at all. Keep it light, keep it friendly. Um, You know, for women who are practicing abstinence, you know, if you had sex last month and now you're practicing abstinence, don't tell the guy that you had sex last month because now he feels like the guy who's going to deal with your lack of sexual prowess, you know? Don't, don't overshare. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the reason why your parents um, split, perhaps not a first date conversation. That little rash that you have on your inner thigh, shut up. We don't need to know. You know, like, <laughs> let's, let's be serious about what we share. I tell people this, right? You don't walk down the street naked, do you? No, so no, we don't. No, we street? don't. Why be on a date and be emotionally naked? You also don't pull off your panties and wave them in somebody's face. So, you know, there's a certain amount of things that keep to yourself. We do not need to know. Okay, okay. So, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's my you hear that. Okay, no, def- definitely appreciate that. Um, so, here's one for you to enjoy because have you ever found yourself in a situation where you divulge more information than you actually plan to? So, you know, sometimes a date could be going so well and you're vibing so well that you just, you're talking and you don't even notice that you're doing it. Absolutely, I have. Absolutely, I have. And it's something that, because I'm a naturally open person about certain things, so, you know, I'm like, ooh, I should not have mentioned that, you know, and it was actually something sexual because, you know, it was it was basically like, well, have you ever done X? And I was like, um, yeah, of course, of course. So, you know, let's be honest. It was really about blowjobs. And the person was like, so I said, yeah, you know, I've given blowjobs before. And he was like, oh, okay, that's a little too much to share on a first date. And it was, right? Nobody <laughs> needs to know, like, it, 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 was, it, wasn't, it wasn't appropriate to share on a first date, you know, and yes, the encounter was within the bounds of marriage, whatever, but it still was not a good thing to share on a first date. And I tell a lot of the women that I talk to, I'm like, look, just be careful, right? It might sound like you're being worldly and wise and, you know, exotic and well-traveled because you share your sexual exploits, but not everybody wants to hear them. To own your sexuality for yourself and decide who gets blessed with sharing your truth. Okay, okay, okay. So, so okay. Since we're even talking on the um, sexual act, sexual aspect of when you go on a date, because one thing a lot of people talk about is not mentioning um, does body counts matter? Do body counts don't matter? Everyone has control of. Um, what they do and don't do with their body um, when it comes to um, for, for, when it comes to lack of a better word when it comes to you having sex on the first date um, do you actually look at that as a certain way because some people are like hey if you have sex on the first date the vibe was just right it doesn't matter how many first dates you probably had in the next couple of months does that play in your mind, or are you just like, you know what, I'm in the moment with this particular individual. It is what it is, even if the other first dates I had, I was active or not active. I think there's an enormous pressure, and I think a lot of women would like to have sex on the first date. They would genuinely like to be able to, but they are petrified of being judged. So I don't think women are having sex as much on the first date as they would like to, or they're having sex and praying that nobody knows, right? So the amount of chicks, um, once I was at a train station and I saw a friend of mine, and I was like, huh, this is, I'm taking the early train. Where is she coming from? And she gave me this whole story about there being the last train, and she slept at this guy's house. But, you know, Joy, um, lots of people were there, and she explained it to me for like 10 minutes, and I was thinking, I don't care. I don't care where you are. You are grown. You're in your 30s. 
but literally she wanted to paint a picture so that I didn't think she slept with the guy who she blatantly slept with, right? And I, so I mm-hmm. think it is, it, is, it is in my mind definitely, um, and it's in a lot of women's minds. And it's, it's sad because, you know, if you're going to own your sexuality, you need to own it, but we feel like we can. So that's a whole nother topic. Oh, okay. No, no. I, I, I like that. I like that perspective. So, okay. Um, for those who are, who are still listening, you are listening to She Said What? We are talking about dating first date factors. Um, if you want to call in and ask a question or comment to what we've been talking about, you can dial in at 515-602-9647. If you have a question or comment, press the number one, um, and we will definitely bring you on the line so that you can speak with us. Um, so, Joy, has any ma- man ever told you that you're too aggressive for uh, for a female? Yes. <laughs> Many. <laughs> too aggressive, too intimidating. Um, <laughs> they want so these, how these do you... Like, you should have asked that question a long time ago, sir. That's like a whole list of them so, so then how do you maneuver when people are telling you that you're aggressive? Because, I mean, let's be honest. A lot of guys nowadays are starting to voice that they don't have a problem with a woman who is aggressive, um, just there's certain elements to it. So how do you navigate that without coming off too aggressive but still being true to how you maneuver in the dating world? I had to, I, I had to learn to acknowledge my truth. So I... As an engineer by training, what I did, I went through all the lists of the people that I had been on dates with. I kind of made notes of what I think went well. I actually even called some of them to just check, you know, for feedback, right? And then I decided, mm-hmm. right, I need to be different. I need to project a more wifely image. So I'm not going to talk about sex, okay? I don't know. I'm going to talk about sex. And this is in 2020. Like, I'm not going to talk about sex. And um, I'm going to start sharing worship music. So the first time I talked to a guy, we swap worship songs which is a cool thing to do, but just not naturally, you know. And I'm going to dress a certain way. So I'm going to hang up my shorts. I love wearing shorts. I think I have great legs, and I'm from the Caribbean, so I live in my shorts. I was like, no, stop wearing shorts. Wear more pearls. Let me tell you that that is so difficult to try and be something you're not. And literally after six weeks, I was like, nah, I'm not doing this. It's not my authentic, lovely self. So what I do, I just, I'm really honest. I tell guys, like, hey, I've been told I'm intimidated. And they go, really? I'm like, I've been told that. I don't think it's true. Um, I think I'm honest and I'm going to give you feedback, but that doesn't mean I want to be a boss. And I try to communicate to guys that, to be honest, I don't need you in my life. But, man, I sure want you. And it has to be enough for you to be wanted, even though you're not needed. And good guys or guys that are compatible with me will understand that. And those who aren't will not. And that's okay. Like, you're here for somebody else, not me. So I just navigated by being honest and accepting, though, because I've met, like, a lot of guys who said, hey, you're amazing, you're fun, you're great as a friend, but I wouldn't want to date you. And understanding that that's okay, too. But changing or trying to quell myself with these people, was so unproductive and it was really painful. So no, honesty, but accepting that your honesty will have consequences. Okay, okay. So um, when you tell a man that um, that how how you are um, personality wise, 
Um, do you think they take that as a challenge to try and conquer you, or do you think they back up and be like, you know what, maybe I don't want to take this particular challenge on? As far as you being in um, I think it depends. I think it depends on the kind of guy. I think it's also because I'm I'm quite fun. So I think mm-hmm. some of them are like, you know what, fine, let's see how this goes. And others go, nah, I, I can't deal with it. Like, yeah, so I think it's 50-50 from experience. One guy said to me, he said, you know, I cannot say to you, like, every time I think about you, I get scared. I was like, why you get scared? He's like, because you oh, always wow. want me to do better. Like, I was like, I'm sorry, because he has his own business, and, you know, he keeps saying he wants to expand. So when we're talking, like, oh, you said you wanted to expand, you know. You said you are going to go and talk to this person about this. How did that go? Which I think is being, you know, a considerate, caring person that's talking to you with the perspective of a relationship. He's like, yeah, but you keep asking about my business and how I can. And then one guy said to me, I affirm too much. Because, you know, I'm very positive. So I said, you know, I just mm-hmm. thank you for being amazing, you know. And, I, and he was like, yeah, you're way too positive. And I think you're being sarcastic when you're saying nice things. And I was like, you mm-hmm. know, I think you have a particular kind of like, oh, so I'm mean sometimes, though, to be honest. So I told him, I said, I think you have a particular type of psychosis. If someone's being nice and saying nice things and you can't accept it, I just don't want you in my life. So I was pretty happy to dismiss him, to be honest. <laughs> I can imagine that because yeah, you're definitely a pretty um, positive person on a on a daily daily vibe. Um, for those who are listening to she said what, um, you can call in once again to five one five six zero two ninety six forty seven and press the number one so that you can come on here and ask a question or give a comment as we're going into the last ten minutes of the show as we talk about dating first date factors. Um, so Joy, question: When you're dealing with the first date. Um, once again, for those who are just tuning in, Joy has made it unequivocally known that she dates alphas. She's into someone who has an alpha personality. So on your first date, Joy, do you look to ask certain questions on the date about um, maybe their career, what they like to do, their family, stuff like that? Or do you let them take the front seat and ask questions of you? Because I know if you've been talking for a couple of weeks or whatever, you probably do know the basics of them. But in the first date, mm-hmm. I feel like that's when it's that first time that you can, it's like um, you can make that first good impression face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, like, do you, like, have a set of things that you plan on asking them? Or do you just roll with it and kind of see what they're going to do? Well, if I'm in a husband um, acquisition mode, if you want to say it like that, mm-hmm. um, I think there's certain basic things that I definitely try to get through. A girlfriend of mine was laughing at me because some guy told me how much money he made, and I said, do you mind if I see a tax return? And uh, she was like, you're oh, wow. the only person I know who would say that, and the guy, showed, he showed it to me. And I wasn't actually thinking he would. I just wanted to know if he'd be willing to show me the tax return. He just he said, okay, no problem. Went to his computer. He was like, yeah, there you go. Because the first day was at a coffee shop, internet cafe. He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think the, but people who are truly, like, comfortable with that would just be okay with that. So I do think income is important. Um, family structure is important if you're in husband mode. Obviously, um, sexual appetite, 
space um, in God is definitely important. So it depends. If it's, again, just the vibe, then I don't really care about what I need to cover. If it's, uh, is this my potential husband? Oh, yeah. There's certain things I want to understand because fast forward 30 years, what's up? Are we going to be living on the street because we couldn't invest properly? Or are we going to have a nice, comfortable existence? So it's, it really depends on what I'm looking for in the person. Okay. And for that particular instance, Joy, what happened afterwards? Um, did you guys continue to date for a while after that, or was it one of those first dates that was it? What kind of happened after that? So, after that, he works for the Army. After that, he went away on an assignment, and we just didn't keep in touch. Like, the vibe wasn't there enough. The first, and ironically, the first maybe five dates were amazing. This guy was hitting mm-hmm. at the first, the third date. He cooked Caribbean food for me. He got his friend who's a bartender to make my favorite drink, pina coladas. They were good, but they were watery. So the fourth day, he made them himself and added more condensed milk so it was thicker. Like, it, it seemed perfect, and then it just fizzled. And I was like, okay, fine, you know? It's, uh, you know, and when I asked him, he said, yeah, mommy, it just wasn't, you know, feeling, feeling it for anything long term. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, okay. So even even though I know you said with him the vibe was off and everything, do do you honestly think that could have been possibly um, been by the way you came, you came off on the date, or you just feel like it pretty was probably nothing you could have sab, sab that you could not have salvaged uh, geez salvaged um, from that date. couple of days were great. I think it was more about the long term. He just he didn't see how I could fit, if I'm honest. Um, the mm-hmm. the income tax return um, showed a healthy salary disparity where I made more. Mm-hmm. And I think he was mm-hmm. okay with it, but I think some of his friends kind of started making comments also. When I came around, like he would he would pick me up from the train station, for example, and just because of the kind of guy he was, he would give me train fare to get back home, which I think was cheap. He's like, no, I should come here transport if you come to see me. And his friends were like, nah, but she makes more money. You shouldn't like pay her train fare, you know. So I think that was part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, for those that are listening, this is she said what, and I had a special guest, Joy Buchanan who came on from the U.K. to talk about dating and first date factors. Um, Now we're getting ready to um, wrap up, but for those, if you just tuned in and you want to re-listen to hear the whole uh, conversation, you can go online to hesaidwhatnetwork.com, scroll down to She Said What, and click on that so you'll be able to listen. Um, Joy, before I let you go, though, I know you're a woman of many hats. Uh-huh. Can you give us um, your information that we can follow you on social media and of any pending um, events that you may be di- handling or getting ready to do as well for us? So I have no pending events, but on Instagram I am LCJoy. That's at L-C-J-O-I-E because my coaching name is and in terms of like what I do, I am a life coach, personal development coach. It's my passion. I think people don't remember how simply incredible they are. But the other thing that I'm really into is Christianity and sex and helping Christians have really healthy views on sex in marriage 
and making sure that they realize that sex is not evil. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you get married, I hope that you all have amazing orgasms. That is my prayer for every single person who wants to get married. <laughs> awesome, all. awesome. You guys, you guys did hear that. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a pleasure having you here on <laughs> She Said What. So, guys, thank you for coming for another episode on Wednesday for She Said What. This is an amazing conversation on dating, first date factors. Of course, you know who I am. My name is Alan Newman, Jr. You can follow me on Instagram at um, Newman's Hot Takes, or you can follow me at Newman underscore Jr. underscore 2.0, or Facebook. You can just follow me at Alan M. Newman, Jr. as well. Also, to remind our listeners, um, before I go, you want to tune in on April 30th to our show Fetish Fitness with Nessie. You are not going to miss it. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, you will want to be a part of that. Also on, I'm sorry, Fetish um, Finesse, I said fitness, I apologize, Fetish Finesse on April 30th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, we're going to have a special interview tomorrow with Caleb um, Mentor as well. You want to tune in and be a part of that. Um, you will not be disappointed. Once again, viewers, um, listeners, I'm excited that you guys have been a part of She Said What. Looking forward to talking to you guys on next Wednesday, May 5th, for our newest episode when we will be talking on She Said What. One thing I want you guys to remember on today before you leave, be confident, be consistent, be committed in all you do. Enjoy your Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Be great, everybody. Bye.